You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with the 91st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this one and give a hat tip to columnist Mark Bradley. Hello, four and six. Goodbye, playoffs. He's not believing this team's going to rebound and go to the playoffs, and the odds don't look very good for them right now. The Falcons dropped one twenty-two to nineteen to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Couldn't stop Ezekiel Elliott. Went for two hundred one total yards on thirty touches and one touchdown. And the Cowboys defense did a. Great job against the Falcons in the first half, holding them to two field goals, had three quarterback sacks, nine quarterback hits. It was just tough sledding uh, for the offense. They couldn't seem to get anything going. Then, uh, you know, they did tie it up late, got it, got it into the, tied it up into the, um, uh, right under the, Two-minute warning at 152 with a touchdown pass to Julio Jones, 34 yards. But the defense, for the third time this season, could not get off the field, could not get the stop to preserve, uh, in this case, at least a tie and give the offense a chance to maybe win it in regulation or overtime. Lost in overtime to the Saints and then on the last second again, to the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's go. You're four and six. That's what you are. Four and six with six games to go. Let's go. We're going to listen to Grady Jarrett, Matt Ryan, Dan Quinn, and Desmond Trufant to see what they had to say after this disappointing loss to the Falcons. We got another up right now. And that's everybody checking their own self. One thing, I don't speak for nobody else, you know? I represent. You know, you got to go. Here's Grady starting from the beginning. We've been on the wrong side of that. We got to find a way to get right. How frustrating was that play where Jack Crawford was able to knock the ball out and you guys look like you guys were going to be able to get your hands on it? Yeah, you know, it, it get real messy in there, and um, it was good to get that fourth fumble so that we didn't get it back, and um, it was frustrating. It definitely was. That was a big turn point, but um, we got to just continue to go after the ball, you know, and make those hot space. Grady, you being one of the team leaders, what do you say to the Ain't nothing to say. It ain't nothing to say but to go back to work, you know? You know? It ain't, ain't nothing to say. Sometimes we talk too much. You know, it is what it is. I, don't, I mean, you know, and it, it ain't no excuse for, for nothing, like, that's how I live, like, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no excuse. You know, you got to go to work. You're going to get whooped sometime, you know? You're going to lose sometimes. But what you going to do when it's time, you know? That's Grady Jarrett, the Falcons' defensive tackle. Got, he doesn't say, he said there's nothing to say. You got to go uh, back to work and get ready for the next football game. Quarterback Matt Ryan here. 
Uh, Matt, what, um, how do y'all try to keep the team together after another difficult loss at home in the last second? Well, you know, we've got to get back to work. We've got a quick turnaround this week and, you know, playing Thursday night. So, um, obviously disappointed. I thought our preparation and mindset and everything was really good coming into this week, and the result was not what we wanted. But, uh, you know, we got to put that behind us and get ready to go play a really good football team down in New Orleans and find a way to get a win next Thursday. Just take us through your emotions from you get the big touchdown to Julio and then y'all just got to try to hold on there at the end. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, obviously a great catch by Julio in that situation um, to tie the ball game up and, um, you know, felt like our defense was going to get the stop and we were going to have an opportunity and uh, today just wasn't our day. So credit to the Cowboys. It's disappointing. But, um, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Was the protection a little better in the second half? I know they had, uh, at least our stats had nine hits and three sacks in the first half. I thought our offensive line did a nice job in the second half adjusting to, to what Dallas was doing. Uh, I thought they played played well and, and battled. Um, across the board, we just needed to play a little bit better in the first half, I thought. You know, had we were we able to convert uh, a few of those third downs and you know, keep some drives going. Uh, that, that could have been a different first half. So from that standpoint, we needed to do a better job. And I thought in the second half, we stepped up a little bit and, and played a little bit better, uh, particularly the last couple of drives. A uh, coach said he doesn't feel like this is a four and six team, but uh, where, where are you all at with that? And uh, uh, how do y'all try to move forward here? Yeah, I mean, we've been in a lot of tight ones and um, just have not gotten the outcome that we want. Uh, but we are where we are, and, um, you know, we, we've got to dig back into it, and that starts Thursday. And, and we've got to, you know, come up with a really good plan and be prepared and ready to go and play our best football Thursday night. Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. Let's go right over here to Coach Dan Quinn. Um, heading into this week, I thought this would be two tough teams, uh, regardless of the record and the battle, like to go to the end. We certainly expected that. I told our team uh, in the locker room today, preparation was right, mindset was right, and uh, that's toughest when it goes the other way. Uh, We found ourselves in lots of close games. Uh, This year with plays that come down to the end, and we must close uh, in those situations. So um, knowing that's an area for us that, uh, you know, not only we have them targeted, but we've got to get the job done. So I understand some of you uh, will talk big picture, but uh, honestly for us, the only thing on our minds uh, is getting ready to go fight and play on Thursday night, and uh, that's where our focus will lie. Uh, heading into this week for the preparation uh, to get ready to go play again. Glad to open up to you guys and get started. Oh, yeah, Coach, on the last drive defensively, what, what were you all hoping to, to, to do there with uh, the coverage that you all were playing? Uh, one time we had a double on um, you know, two of their players. Um, another time, um, you know, play zone. So, you know, change it up to go. Obviously, in that scenario, it's must-stop time. And uh, so you're looking for your matchups, you're looking for ways to create that. That's why we, you know, called the timeout on one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking we'd get the stop there and, and give our offense a chance to go back. And so when we didn't get that one done, um, you know, they moved down again and, and you know, put themselves in a chance to, you know, to hit a field goal, use our timeouts. I was glad we had them to use them at the end uh, to give ourselves a chance. But, uh, you know, at the end, uh, excellent play by the offense and who, you know, to give ourselves a chance to tie it and hopefully get the ball back and go score it, whether it was in regulation or in overtime. Coach, the third down timeout, was that something you – Went back and forth on, or is it pretty by the book for you when you felt it? You needed to save as much time as you could. Uh, in the last drive, yeah, on the last yes. drive. Yeah, I felt. Uh, let's give our offense a chance. I certainly uh, 
was going into the mindset to say we would stop them. Um, and if we did, you know, I didn't want to use that 40 seconds on the punt. Uh, we'd have a chance as opposed to allowing them to use that time. We could go ahead and use that during, you know, use the timeout then and save the time and still have, you know, one timeout left. And this is the, excuse me, <clears throat> this is the third walk-off loss you've had at home this year. Um, looking back on it now, do you think, you know, those are the kind of things that can just kill another team, not just one one Sunday, but, but a whole season. Uh, can kill what? Uh, it, those kind of agonizing losses at home. Um, yeah, they definitely they, test your resolve, uh, for sure, because um, whether it's, uh, you know, the ones either side of it, how it goes, but when there's a you know field goal or a touchdown to close it out, uh, yeah, those are hardest as a uh, competitor. You know, call it last shot, last play, whatever it comes down to. Uh, those ones definitely uh, sting the most, and uh, you know, because you're going into it, you're ready to you know go and make a game-winning play, and when it goes the other way, uh, those are hard. Dan, what did you see as the biggest issue on their their last scoring drive? Did you think you didn't get enough pressure? Did you think that maybe your defensive backs didn't? Cover as on the the one that they kicked the field goal. Yes, yes. Yeah, for sure. I thought um, they converted the third down. That was the biggest one. I thought uh, to get going. It was you know maybe the third or fourth play of that series, and uh, thought we had a double on. They went to you know a different person after you know we doubled somebody, and um, you know that those were the matchups and those parts of the games that you gotta win. That was Coach Dan Quinn. Uh, going over the timeout, I noticed some controversy on why he called the timeout. Uh, there he is explaining that. Also, there was a, another decision in the game. Decided not to kick the 54-yarder field goal. Um, you know, Matt Bryant, he strained his... Uh, hamstring on a 56-yarder, and I know back in uh, Coach Smith's days, their line was the 35. Once you got to the 35, you can kick it, and it looks like Quinn is going back to that. He said their line was the 36. They uh, didn't want to send him out there and maybe risk injury by, you know, overstraining again, so... Uh, you know, then again, you got the other kicker on the roster who made a 56 yards, got a young leg. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that was another decision. Every blade of grass coming up one short, one yard short from the decision to, to kick that field goal. All right, let's go to cornerback Desmond Trufant here. What was Coach's message to the team to kind of get y'all, you know, pointed toward uh, New Orleans? Um, I mean, obviously this one hurts, you know, but you know we ain't got no time to, ain't got no time to really sit on this. The whole this one, we gotta, whatever we feeling, you know, we just gotta. You know, use that, you know, for motivation for this week because it's going to come quick and they're a great team. They're on the road, so we ain't got no time to, you know, be, be uh, tripping over this one. Desmond, you guys reached on touched the ball away. How much did you feel like uh, that when Jack Crawford touched the ball, you guys weren't able to land on it and Lindsay goes down to protection? How much do you feel like that play played a role in this game? Um... I mean, yeah, turnovers are big. You know, that definitely would have been big in momentum. But at the end of the day, we still got to be stout. Whether we get turnovers or not, we get them off the field four downs. You know, that's still that's like a turnover, you know. So, you know, we still had our ops to win. 
but you know we just you know just didn't close it. What was working for this defense the first three quarters? You're like keeping them out of the end zone. Uh, what was working in the first three quarters that kind of you know fostered there at the beginning of the fourth? I think we was just aggressive across the board. Um, right, we attacking, we was running to the ball. Desmond Trufant on the defense's play and how they got to get ready for New Orleans pretty quickly. Couple highlights: Vic Beasley, two sacks. The Falcons had six quarterback hits. That's their best pass rushing in a while. Julio Jones, six catches for 118 and one touchdown. He scored in the last three games now. Uh, Fourier Ulakon, 10 tackles to lead the defense. He was playing against Elliott, his high school teammate from St. Louis. John Burroughs high. Uh, NFC South. Oh, one other thing on the players. Uh, Bruce Irvin played 24 snaps, 38%. Had two tackles. Uh, so we're watching that. His plays went up from 14 to 24 uh, this week. NFC South. Saints 9-1. and Panthers 6-4 and after losing to Detroit. Falcons are four and six. The Bucks three and seven. Falcons will probably need to run the table to get to ten and six. Nine and seven might lock you out of the playoffs, but uh, they definitely have an uphill climb, as Coach uh, Dan Quinn referred to. Uh, their playoff percentages were uh, eleven point five going into the game of making the playoffs, and now that's probably down to about five or six. We'll update that later today. Now let's just look at the uh, playoff picture: the teams that are jumbled together, fighting for that those other two spots. To give Washington, Chicago, New Orleans, and the Rams the division titles now. The Rams are nine and one in the West. Saints nine and one in the South. Chicago seven and three in the North. And Washington six and four in the uh, NFC East. So then that leaves that uh, we can knock out the Giants at three and seven. Arizona, San Francisco at two and eight. And then the pack of teams here is one, two, three, four, five, uh, six teams in this pack that'll be fighting for the wild card, you know, mathematically fighting at least. Uh, Eagles at four and six with the Falcons and Lions. Uh, so, and uh, Green Bay at four, five, and one. Minnesota at five, four, and one. And then Dallas and Seattle at four, at five, and five. So, Dallas and Seattle would be. Um, you know the playoff teams, wild card teams, as it stands today. But um, you know, there's a lot of football left to be played. Uh, but four and six, uh, you know, goodbye playoffs, pretty much there. Uh, Green Bay, 2016, they went on the road, but Aaron Rodgers came back and they started to get healthy. That team uh, ended up in the NFC Championship game against the Falcons. So that's a wrap-up here of the Dallas Cowboys game. We're going to get ready to move on down to New Orleans for the Thanksgiving night game against the New Orleans Saints, who are 9-1 and just boat raced the Philadelphia Eagles up out of the stadium last night. And uh, they'll be at home waiting for the Atlanta Falcons for a rematch from that 43-37 to overtime victory early in the season. So with that, take care and have a great rest of the week. And happy holidays to all from the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons.
In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.